You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Today's episode of the Locked on Rays podcast is presented by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, Ulysses. Uh, good talk the other day with Connor Newcomb, host of Locked on Orioles. I learned some things about the Orioles that I wasn't privy to. Uh, before that episode, I, I gotta be honest, Connor seems, I, I don't want to use the, the words upbeat, but he seems, um, and I don't want to use confident either, but he seems to be leaning into it. Like he admits the team's not going to be very good this year, but he's still doing episodes every day. Like if I, I feel like if the Rays were going to be as bad as the Orioles, I feel like we would just punt on the season and be like, okay, we'll see you in, uh, in 2024. That's when we're bringing locked on back. But he's, you know, he, he's like, he's, he's, he's keeping interest in the team. Maybe that's the way to put it. Hey, yeah. That's why I know Connor's really good at his job because uh, putting that tone, putting that uh, spin on, on what's going on with the Orioles uh, actually made me kind of like interest, interested and excited about the, the Baltimore club. Uh, you know, he's that good. So no, it was a really good conversation with Connor. Um, you know, if I ever have to receive bad news, I think, I need somebody like Connor yes. to give them to me because I'm like, oh, okay, that's a good silver lining. And it was it was a great, great talk. Um, learned a lot as well. I think the 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 biggest thing that I got from 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 that conversation was I'm getting some Miami Marlins vibes from okay. the Orioles. Remember how, you know, we were talking about, you know, Dickerson, Aguilar, um, Villar, uh, Joyce making that 2020 Marlins team like a, a savvy veteran kind of right. team. You look at the Orioles of 2021, Galvis, Franco, Sanchez. It, it, you know, it just has that vibe of balanced players that are not superstars by any means, but they're big league players and, and they, they can be that stepping stone until the prospects arrive. So, so right. that was my, my biggest takeaway. The second takeaway uh, from, from that conversation was it came at the end of the conversation, just as an aside uh, the rookie of the year battle uh, between Ryan Mountcastle and Randy Rosarena within the division that would, that I think, that battle for, for, for that uh, award is going to be really fun, as you put it, Rosario Castle. But then the next year, you could get uh, Wander Franco going against Adley Rutschman for the rookie of the year. So very interesting dynamic there between the two ball clubs uh, for the next two years. Yeah, that's a good point there. They do have an interesting mix of veterans, I would say. Also, the fact that, like, 
I totally forgot they added Felix Hernandez and Matt Harvey. Like at the very least, it, those guys, you'll tune in to watch those guys. It's a storyline. Yeah. It gives Orioles fans a reason to maybe show up to the ballpark and see what's going on with them. I think the big difference though, between the Marlins of last year and present and future and the Orioles of this year are the arms. I, I, I don't see in the Orioles yeah. uh, rotation or pitching staff. I don't see any Sixto no, Sanchez six or Pablo <laughs> Lopez or Alcantara or anything like yeah. that. I, it, I, I still, you know, looking back in the off season, it just seems so weird that, you know, I know the Orioles are still in, they're going to be in a rebuilding mode. And even though they added guys like Galvis and Franco, not Wander Franco, but Michael <laughs> Franco and, and Gilmer Sanchez and guys like that, that they wouldn't keep around Renato Nunez or Hanser Alberto. Like Alberto had a really good season last year. Like those things kind of, maybe they're just, maybe it was just a, a clubhouse thing and, and how yep. they want to mix and match and whatnot. But um, I mean, look, the, the Orioles last season, they went above and you, we talk about the Rays exceeding expectations last year, the Orioles freaking exceeded expectations I, winning 25 games. I mean, they're a, pretty much a 500 team and they, they played the Rays tough too throughout 2020. We said that they might not even win 20 games. I think, no, I think we had a, uh, an, an over or under bed last year. I think it was like 18 maybe or 19. Yeah. Um, obviously, they, they, they blew past that. And actually, rather quickly. They were really good in the beginning of the year, like really good. Um, but it, it, it's actually kind of amazing that we set that 17, 18 level. He said on, uh, on the pod that about 10 I mean, he, I mean, people were, he was listening to, to people saying that, are they even going to win 10 games? So yeah, it was surprising that, that, that they won 25, maybe it'll carry over somewhat, right. but he still believes that it's a 60, 65 uh, win team. And I don't think anybody would disagree with 65 wins uh, for this team. Yeah, I actually did check betonline.ag has them pegged at the over under is 63 and a half. Do you, are that. you taking the over or the under with that? Ooh, you know what? I think I would take the over today just because I, I had a very pleasant conversation with Connor Newcomb. Um, but maybe ask me in a couple of weeks when that has rubbed off and maybe I go under. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, give them the benefit of the doubt. Heck, they didn't even finish last in the division last year, right? Good. Wasn't that the Red Sox? I mean, look, I don't want the Orioles to finish last. I want the Red Sox to finish yeah. last. And so I think everybody in that division would want the Red Sox to finish last. Maybe even some Red Sox fan uh, wants uh, the team to to tank, uh, you know, or maybe LeBron wants to. Hello. I don't oh, know. my gosh. Yeah, that was I, well, he's a fan of every team. He's like that. He's the worst fan ever. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a Yankees fan. I'm a yeah. Duke basketball fan. Patriots. I'm a fan. lightning hockey fan. Patriots fan. Now a Bucks you, fan. Like you're oh, dude, just bandwagon a clock for this guy. That, that 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 should just not be legal if you like sports. I mean, it, it, it just should not be legal yeah. for a, fan, a, sport, a sports fan to, to, to be like that. So when you run into a guy that's like, oh, yeah, I'm a lightning fan, but I'm a Red Sox fan. Right. <sighs> it's, it's very odd. It's what? very odd. Yeah. And well, also LeBron too, the fact that I, well, I guess he's a, he, he's a part-time he's Cleveland. Cleveland fan. He's a part-time Yankees fan. And now he's going to be a part-time <laughs> owner and fan, I guess, of the Red Sox as well. It's just pretty crazy from that standpoint, but it is in a sense, cool to see athletes starting yes. to own 
professional sports franchises, i.e. Pat Mahomes mm-hmm. with uh, the Kansas City Royals. Maybe uh, a former Rays or Devil Rays player one day will own a little piece of the Rays. We can wish and dream at some point with that. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're also reliably low. RockAuto.com always, always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines tend to do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not even require membership or account login either. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, Ulysses, uh, the worst kept secret, I think, within the Tampa Bay Rays organization and among the fan base is that Tyler Glass now gets the opening day nod. He is going to be what? the Rays' number one starter. No, who, we, we really thought it was Yarbrough for a chance, right? No, I thought it was going to be Waka, bro. Mm-mm. Oh, God. Get that Michael Waka in there. OD, let's go. You know, that's the big, really, the storyline shouldn't be about Tyler Glass now being the opening day starter. It's what the rest of the rotation is going to look like. Yeah. I'm curious about three, four, five, <laughs> how they're going to position that. That That's the big storyline there. But, of course, congratulations to Tyler Glass now for getting his first opening day starter nod and joining a really long list of Rays and Devil Rays players to be able Ooh. to do that. And big shoes to fill, too with some of the names that are on that list of opening day starters in this franchise's history. Can a quick trivia. I'm going to put you on the hot seat real quick. Who are the last one, two, three, three opening day starters? Uh, well, considering I have it in front of me, I can give you all of them actually. Uh, I know it was Morton last year, Snell the year before, and then uh, Chris Archer before that as well. There you go. You well, what's really funny What's really funny about that, well, it's easy when you have all the answers right in front of you, is you can see how this franchise has changed and developed and gotten better by who they have as opening day starters over the year. Yeah. Like, in, in when the franchise first started it, you had guys like Wilson Alvarez or Albi Lopez and Tanyan Sturzy and Joe Kennedy and Victor Zambrano and Dewan yeah. Brazelton. And then eventually you get to the more familiar names like Casimir and Shields and Price and Archer and guys like that. So, but I think the big thing for Glass now, who actually, I mean, was throwing some nasty, nasty stuff against the Pirates uh, in a spring training game, which I wonder if that was by design with the Rays, having him go up against the Pirates and also double whammy. Austin Meadows hits a home run in that spring training game too. So, well, I mean, I think Cash did a really cool thing here. And maybe, it, it, you know what? I'm not even going to say that it wasn't. I 100% think that it was on purpose. You're mm-hmm. pitching against your your former team uh, with the whammy of a trade that it was. And you're in their ballpark. And you're going to say you're the opening day starter. And go get them. I, I think it fueled them. I think it, it fueled them to know, hey, I'm the opening day starter for the American League uh, champions. Uh, and you guys let me go because you, you thought I was – X, Y, and Z. Uh, uh, so you, thought no, me, I, you thought I was a middling mid reliever. 
That's mm-hmm. what you thought I was. Yeah, and you didn't give me a shot. And you, and you try to put me in a square peg when I'm just a, a, a round hole, buddy. Uh, so uh, yeah, that, that I think that was great by Cash. And, and congratulations, of course, to Glassnow. But like you said, what, <laughs> good. Okay, now that we have that out of the way, the opening day uh, information, how about number three, four, and five? Obviously, Yops yeah. is going to slide out in, in number two. So, I mean, veteran arms obviously are going to be behind. Uh, now, the order, who knows? But it definitely is Waka, Hill, Archer, maybe not in that order. If it was up to you, what order would it matter to you? The three, four, five, does it not matter? Like, where do you stand on that? Yeah, to me, it really wouldn't matter. But if I had to guess, if I just had to guess, I would go by the salaries. Who who's getting paid <laughs> okay. the most? Archer number three, Waka number four, and then Hill number five. Okay, that's how they might set it up. By the way, how great would it be if in that spring training game that Tyler Glass now pitched and Austin Meadows hit a home run in? If Shane Boz got an appearance and Chris Archer got an appearance yes. in the same game, <laughs> that would then we know it would definitely have been purposeful in that sense with that. But yeah. again, Tyler Glass now, you're the guy. You are going to be. There's a lot of pressure and a lot of expectations put on you now that you have this role and you have this recognition before you could maybe and others could lean on on charlie morton and blake snell but guys are even though there's older more veteran types on this team the young guys are going to be coming to you for for advice the the media is going to be coming to you for a quote so you got to be prepared for that and are you ready to you know not it's not just about this opening day start it's about making 30 good ones or, or as many as you can 30 to 32 and, and being available and, and pitching those innings that uh, a number one starter, I'm not going to call him an ace just quite yet. Um, but that's kind of the next progression for him. you're number one now, but can you develop into a so-called ace? Thank you for saying that because I think a lot of people just um, use that term as a synonym ace Mm -hmm. for the number one starter of a team and that's so wrong i mean there are not going to there are only four aces in a deck okay so in and major league baseball can't have a plethora of aces like it Uh, it was canyon sturzy and an ace was joe kennedy an ace was dewan brazelton an ace i don't know Uh, Right. So like, thank you for saying that. Yeah, of course he can develop into an ace, but I wouldn't also call him an ace right now, but he has shown glimpses of that in various moments in his career. For example, in the 2019 season, when it began, he was the American league's best pitcher for that first five weeks until he got hurt. Uh, You know, what's also ballsy going against the, uh, the New York Yankees on two days rest or three days rest, whatever it was, and face the, the lineup entirety nine nine guys and you sit them all down you don't allow a a hit and and no runners on base that's that's the type of thing that an ace does so he definitely has that ceiling this is the the beginning of that is is getting an open day opening day start and that really just means so much to a starter so I, i hope he he got to celebrate it today maybe with family or maybe not because you know they're they're quarantining themselves so uh good good for tyler if I told you that after the end of the 21, uh, 21 season, yeah, 2021, that Glass now finishes with a 3.63 ERA, a 1.18 whip, and 187 strikeouts and 134 innings, would you be satisfied with that? Would that have been acceptable for this number one status put upon him? I think yes, because it comes after 2020. 
Okay. I mean, so, so the strikeouts are there, the 130 innings, man, I would, uh, I would take that right now. 130 yeah. innings uh, from, from Tyler, the ERA looks a little bit uh, bloated, but you know, he's in the American league East, you know, the small stadiums. He is very, um, he's an usual victim of the long ball. That's just cause he provides so much gas and fuel for the hitter. So uh, he's going to get hit, hit around with the long ball. So, yeah, no, I think, I think those are, are, are good things, but uh, no, overall uh, happy that he got the opening day start, not big surprises there, but I can't really wait for that three, four, five uh, to go out. But you know what, now that you say that it wouldn't really matter to you, I think it would matter to me. Um, I understand your salary thing and I know it's mostly tongue in cheek, but you know, right. you might have some, you know, the hierarchy, of who uh, whose name is on the back of the jersey, I get that. But what I would do, I would try to just you know lefty righty it up, just like they do with the lineups, and, and, and not have um, you know the, the lefties come back to back. So that 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 would work for me. You think they'd have a six man, or they're going to go with five? I think they're going to go five. I think it's Waka. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be Archer, like you said, uh, after Yarbrough, and then I, th- I think it would be Hill, and then you would put Waka uh, as a fifth guy. Okay. I could see that as well. I could see that as well for sure. Yeah. Again, this is a, a prime critical year for Tyler Glass. Now, if you have a great, great season, mm. then maybe you can, maybe there's something in the way of a contract extension or a huge, huge bump in salary arbitration. And, yeah. you know, good for the Rays, the fact that he realizes that he's in a good spot right now. He's a clubhouse leader. He likes working with Kyle Snyder. Uh, he can express himself as he so wants. He's a Southern California guy. He probably enjoys the beach and the, the weather, sunshine. So yeah. there is a little bit of, of an advantage to that as well if it comes to negotiating a contract or an extension or whatever it may be in the future for him. So we'll see what happens. And and again, the fact that he's throwing and learning that third and fourth pitch seemingly, and, and if they Ooh. become workable, I, then you won't have guys sitting on the fastball, which has gotten him in trouble before. Give me more slutters. I need yeah. more slutters. Race fans need more slutters. So Tyler Glass now provide the slutters. I'm going to have to uh, isolate that clip. More <laughs> slutters. Again, for we're, we're creating a website, a little side website here. Let's not get, <laughs> let's not get too crazy with that. Okay. Uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are still in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the absolute best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use that promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N. We, for a while now, have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting, absolute best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. I said it amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. So many different flavors as well, 18, 19, 20 different flavors, and they're all extremely, extremely delicious to boot. Um, And you should go try some for yourself. So go to builtbar.com, check them out on Twitter at 
bar underscore built. And remember to use that promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D 15, to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And try them out. Check them out. They're, they're very, very great protein bars. They're not, uh, they, it's not like biting into a brick like you have with other protein bars. They, they're, soft and, they're soft and chewy. They are just absolutely delicious. Okay, Ulysses, uh, spring training assignments and cuts are here. Did your favorite prospect get cut? Are they still in the mix? A lot of guys got cut. We are down to 53 players. Some notable names, of course. Uh, Wander Franco has been reassigned to minor league camp, as has Shane Baz, Shane Boz, whatever. Uh, Xavier Edwards, Greg Jones, Joe Ryan, and then other players optioned to the minors. McClanahan, Vidal Brujan, Kevin Padlow, Taylor Walls, Josh Lowe, Brent Honeywell, Luis Patino, Drew Stropman, Brendan McKay, uh, and there's going to be a lot more cuts because again, this isn't, this isn't football. This isn't some other sports. You, you got to get down to 26 one way or another, right? You're, you're going to blow a gasket. there naming so many names, man. I know uh, easy there, buddy. Easy. Look, um, I had to go through yeah. the list. <laughs> um, no, it, it was a lot of names. Uh, say that five times fast. Uh, yeah. it, it's, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, I don't think there were any big surprises. If you're following the race, um, you know, I, I, I didn't see any, any big surprise. Uh, if I can maybe nitpick, I would pick the guy, uh, who I've been trying <laughs> really hard, uh, to get in the opening day roster, which would have been Shane McClanahan. Uh, right. I think, uh, he would have been the, the guy to, to maybe pick out of that, um, group or both groups that got cut, but no big surprises. The young guys are going to, to, to get their, their shot. I mean, they're going to get their work. They can still play in spring training, obviously with no minor league, um, assignments right now being able to play or anything like that. But, uh, if they had not cut some of these guys and they get hurt, I I think they would have had to put them on the MLB IL, which means service time, to for these players for these rookies and that means an MLB paycheck which right. uh the Rays want to avoid so it, it it was written in stone and and now we're just written now we're just uh reading the stone out of all these guys there's a lot of big prospecting names a lot of guys on the 40-man roster who do you think of out of this group will be the first guy to get that call to the big league club this year will it be McClanahan will it be somebody else it's a good one I I, honestly I I don't think that a a a pitching prospect might have been McClanahan or the other ones um because there's so many in the race system they're not going to come up because they're killing it at the alternate side or they're just owning uh triple a that's not going to happen they could have a 90 ra in triple a or just really not doing that hot and right. and in the alternate side and they would still get their call up if there's an injury so i think that's the biggest thing it's a cop-out answer i know it's injury right. duh but really i, I they're going to start with the, the veteran guys and then they're going to move from there. If Archer's not effective, how long is the leash for Archer? How long is the leash for Waka and Hill? That's going to be also very in, uh, interesting uh, to see. So now I'll still put McClanahan if it's in the on the pitching side, and I'll put Kevin Padlow if it's on the hitting side. If the injury comes 
from from the hitting side, I would pit Pat Lopez. If the injury comes on the uh, pitching side, I would put McClanahan. Okay, this is really reading between the lines here, but in Kevin Cash's quotes, in the pitchers he mentioned, he mentioned it in order, Shane McClanahan and Luis Patino. And then position players, he mentioned in order, Bruhan, Padlo, Walls, and Lowe. So uh-huh. I don't know, maybe it's a, a mental thing that the first names that pop to his head, Ooh. that's who he's going with. Here, I'm going to flip it a little bit. I do think... Look, Shane McClanahan looked really good in spring, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him eventually get that call, even though I know they are trying to stretch him out in the minor leagues and the alternate site and so on. But um, your boy, your boy Kevin Kiermeyer, has Uh a tight quad now. He's got a tight quad (laughs) after hip soreness in spring training. We're not even, you know, we're halfway through March, and he's already got two injuries piling up. So I'm going to say, I'll say Josh Lowe or, or Vidal Bruhan and Brett Phillips too is going to be yeah. out of action for several weeks. So that you're, we, we thought we had too many outfielders and now you're down. You could be down two guys by opening day. And that's why it, it needs to be set every off season. You don't have enough. You, you don't have too many of whatever right. you don't injuries are going to happen. Uh, that's a shame about uh, Kiermaier. Uh, the, the quad, I mean, don't you, uh, you told me you do something for your quads every night, don't you? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you're speaking to somebody else. I, you know, <laughs> you put some icy hot on them. That's about it. I don't there do much else after that. I do. I do like very little stretching whatsoever. Knock on wood. I don't have uh, that many injuries or I haven't had many injuries as of late. I probably should do. Look, I'm, I'm just going to do the opposite of what Kevin Kiermeyer does. That's what I'm going to okay. do. The opposite of no. what he and his trainers do. That, that's, that's my dive. protocol. Yeah, look, uh, hopefully it's not a major thing uh, with the quad and, and he can get better. But, yeah, I mean, there are options. I like lo- I like low. Oh, my gosh. Did you see that? I was almost going to say Lau. That's Ooh. funny about the the, the, the race fandom there. Now, I, I, it would be great to see Josh Lowe or Vidal Bruhan. Th- those are good picks, but I'm, I'm going to keep mine. McClanahan on the okay. pitching side, I think we agree with that. I'd go with Pad Lowe uh, on the infield. Yeah, and surely – Surely people aren't like freaked out or getting crazy about Wander Franco being reassigned to minor league camp. We knew it was going to happen. Also, let's add just besides the let, let's forget about the service time issues and the fact that he's just a 20 year old kid who hasn't played above eight ball. The Rays have expressed they want him to play other positions. Yeah. Second base, third base. You don't learn those other positions at the big league level. You no. you go, you go on a backfield somewhere in the minor leagues and get rep after rep after rep. And that's probably yeah. what they're going to do with him. You're, you're going to see a lot of action at third, a lot of action at second, get ready for it because you might get a call later on this season, but you don't do that and, at the big league level. And if you're a wander, then you know that this is actually your quickest path to the majors is not saying, yeah. no, I'm a shortstop and that's what I'm going to do. No, it's picking up a bunch of the other gloves and be like, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't care if I'm the number one prospect. I'll learn third. I'll learn second. Put me in coach. Uh, I'll do whatever. And that'll make him even more, uh, you know, attractive to, to, to call up um, as a prospect in the late summer, September call up. So no, I, I, again, big picture, not a surprise. Uh, I'm sure some people are aching that wonder was cut, but I mean, come on. Are you serious? Yeah. If, if you really want to see Wander Franco's, uh, you know, buy a MILB subscription online and uh-huh. you know, pay your 20 bucks and watch Wander Franco with Montgomery, do it. So yeah. if, if, the, if you really, have, if you really have Wander fever, then 
go ahead and and do that. I mean, that's really because you're not going to see him in a Rays uniform anytime soon. I don't think. Not, I mean, no. not until late late summer, if that. So. Yeah. No. Uh, and also, you can get yourself a, one of those hats from Montgomery because if if I need to get a new hat that's not Rays, uh, I, I would actually get a Montgomery biscuit because it's just such a fun mascot. Look, minor leagues have the best mascots the best. of all time. Yes, they are the best. Yeah, great memory. It's amazing. It's amazing. That might have to be at some point, like maybe a March Madness bracket or just a ranking of oh, best minor league yes. team names and logos. I think the Marlins did something with like all their affiliates have like some type of fish tied yeah. into them. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Shrimp and I uh-huh. don't know. <laughs> the sea crabs. I don't know. I don't know what all their, their affiliate, but it, it, it ties into that angle of the Marlins or whatever it is. So, yeah, I think that's, that, that would be great if you could do that as an organization. I mean, that, that, that's fantastic, but yeah, Montgomery biscuits. That's great. I think there's another one they called trash pandas or there used to be. That's hilarious. Is that what they, is that also uh, Pablo Sandoval's <laughs> new nickname now? <laughs> On that note, no, no, that was his nickname in Bean Town. <laughs> okay, or if or if he signs with the Astros, that could be his. his there nickname. it is. And on that note, yes, okay, we got jokes, guys. All right, uh, <laughs> next Wednesday, March twenty fourth, the Locked On MLB podcast begins one of our biggest events of the year, the Locked On MLB Division Preview Series. All of our local experts in every MLB market answer the biggest questions around each team. Follow Locked On MLB on the radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked On Bets podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Friday.